What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Peace, blessings, opportunities, all that good stuff. And I really hope everybody's doing well. Uh, My apologies for no episode last week. Truly felt the need to step back and refocus. And you got to make sure that you're good and you're showing up for you so that you can show up for everybody else. So that's something that I like to do, take a break from things. Um, But I especially wanted to take a break so I can focus on shifting gears. Now, as I mentioned in the beginning, when I started these um, podcast episodes, you know, I didn't want to keep the focus on the healthcare system in itself. The main point in me breaking down the topics in the way that I did was so that the audience can get a better understanding of the system that they are in. Because, as I said in the past, in order for you to be inclined to act, inclined to change, you have to be aware. So, I'm really, really excited to, you know, to focus on wrapping up the system stuff. Because if we're going to take the health into our own hands, we got to know how to do it, right? So I'm really excited to bring that, you know, focus to the table now. And truthfully, I thought it was very important to kind of focus on shifting the system before we jump into healing concepts, because that's what we need to be doing as a whole, as a collective. We need to shift the system. But again, how can you beat a system that was already designed? You know what I mean? How can you beat a system that was literally created to keep you sick or literally created to keep you uneducated, um, autonomous over your own body? Like, there's just a lot. So it's time that we focus on shifting the system. And with that, You know, the first thing I'm going to mention is insurance transformation. We need to see insurance transformation because at this point, I don't know what insurance is for. Now, it's, it's amazing to me how I've been seeing a lot of people, you know, participating in the crate challenges and all this stuff and teach his own. I'm not judging you. But, um, while a lot of people was doing that, I was reading a bunch of articles about insurance companies and how they're requesting rates already for 2022 and how they're projecting that they'll see a bounce back in healthcare services in 2022. So do you see how you can play right into the system? How you can play right into the system? Because there's a lot of people that got hurt. And what does that mean? You get hurt, you go to the hospital, you go to the hospital, you're using healthcare. Bada bing, bada boom. So... It's very important that we focus on our own awareness so that we know, like, we got to stay ahead of this game. Because I saw one article where a specific um, insurance company is trying to set rates as high as an 8% increase for individual plans. 8%. That is insane. So, also in regards to insurance transformation... Let's talk about preventative treatment, the preventative services that are covered. 
It needs to be transformed. Because why does it take for someone to have cancer to get a CAT scan? Why does it take for someone to already have cardiovascular disease to get an echocardiogram? Why aren't these tests part of preventative treatment? If that's the goal, right? To prevent, to prevent things? Why aren't these things included? Why, if we're focused on prevention, why are cigarettes so legal? Hmm? Why do we allow multiple fast food joints to be on one corner if it's really about health? So insurance, is it really about health or is it really about money? Because I don't see anything being addressed to address health. I see things being done to create more illness, to use more health care, to increase health care costs so that you can play this, this game about, oh, health care expenditures are so, so much. We're spending so much on, on health care. <laughs> Go figure. Of course you're spending so much on health care. But let's not talk about how much you also receive on the, on the other side. Now, what is included in prevention? Seriously. Your primary care visits that you go and you see your doctor annually, that's considered preventative. Now, how preventative can they be, though? Especially if you're not checking your lab work and... You know, you're just okay within these ranges. I mean, I told you my story very quickly about learning that I had a very high cardiac risk factor, cardiovascular disease. Why would I want that? Why would I want my cardio um, risk factor to be damn near 10, which is the highest number on the chart? Why? Why do I want a prescription for a medication? Why? These are the things that need to be shifted. Where are the providers that talk about diet change, exercise, stress management? Hmm. And another part of this system that I believe the people need to realize is that our current model of care focuses so much on disease, so, so much on the physical, that we tend to label people as their disease oh yeah that's a covid patient oh that's a cancer patient oh that's an hiv patient oh yeah that person's just psychotic oh that person they're bipolar no no that's the problem the problem is you're too busy attaching diseases to people and people are taking these diseases as part of their identity so When you believe something about yourself, of course it's going to be harder to heal. Of course it's going to be harder to want or to even have faith and have hope that you can change and that you can can get better. Whether it's mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. So we need to stop putting the focus on the disease because you are not a disease. You are living with anxiety. You are living with bipolar. You are living with high blood pressure. You are living with cancer. You are not cancer. You are not COVID. So can we please 
please, can we shift? Because I personally believe that's very inhumane to really look at somebody and be like, yeah, like that person's this, this person's that. I mean, we could bring it back all the way to the earlier days with HIV and AIDS where people were literally, literally shunned like they were Hestaprin. Shunned. Labeled. That they took that on as their identity. And that became something that they carried with them. Thinking they were diseased or they were, they were the problem. No, they're not the problem. Nobody's the problem. The problem is the system. And then that goes back to education. Let's talk about the education system. So when I say shift the system, I mean the entire system. Because everything's interconnected. So, as I said, let's talk about education. So, even in healthcare, where's the shift in medical school education? Where's the shift in the regular public education? Like, we're still teaching people things that are so outdated, it's disgusting. Why are we not... Why do we not have health classes where we're talking about emotional well-being and spiritual well-being and physical well-being and mental well-being? You just expect a bunch of kids growing up in states of stress to be able to manage everything, right? Because it's not offered. I don't know what they're offering now, but I know for certain it's, they're probably not offering much. Because where is it? Where's the conversation? Okay, we talk about that. I mean, we could talk about the legal system. Shifting the legal system. How can you expect, truthfully, let's put society in the cap. How can you expect, how can society, quote unquote society, expect people to go, men and women, to go to prison for many years hell even a year you expect for people to to be part of this prison system that lacks rehabilitative services so can someone tell me what the point of prison is I'm, I'm confused because now you have a bunch of people in the world hell I'll use my own personal experience as an example my dad my father spent 20, damn near 20 years in prison, right? And I expected 10 years ago for him to come out and just, you know, build a relationship with me. And, you know, we were going to be, we were going to be solid. It was going to be great. But what I didn't realize was that this man that was coming out of prison was still an 18-year-old boy in the mind. Someone that needed to learn emotional connectedness. Someone that needed to learn to adjust to society because damn near two decades have passed. So you mean to tell me that we expect people to come out of prison where they lack rehabilitative services and be rehabilitative, rehabilitated? We expect that, huh? Especially when you have certain people that label inmates as animals. That doesn't even make sense to me. Why are you running things, sir? I'm confused because are we helping? Or are we hurting? Because it seems to me like we're hurting 
because let's let's bring it back to the system okay so now i can go into adverse childhood events we can get real deep in this but i I feel like that'll unravel throughout my journey on this with this podcast but let's just say for example some kid is growing up experiences about seven adverse childhood events right so now they're really on a lower life trajectory they're really on a a lower path what they would say so now they end up in prison they're doing time they come out of prison and the system is aware that more often than not they're gonna mess up again do you catch my drift because now they're coming out trying to find first of all trying to find themselves trying to find work trying to find housing maybe some don't even have any of that so now you can't get housing because you're a criminal oh okay now we won't hire you because you're a criminal oh wow thanks oh um yeah i don't really know about you because you have a criminal background but yet all these places all these organizations are hiring it's amazing to me it is amazing to me the system is trash the system is effing trash I was going to go there, but I'm going to keep it clean. Another thing that I believe needs to be shifted is this concept of professionalism in the professional world. Okay? Please understand. Wait, wait. Take it back a second. First off, who created the professional world? I just want to know. Because as far as I'm concerned... How I look at society, I look at societal norms, quote unquote, as things that Anglo-Saxon men created to be, what is the, like what, they created these factors to amount to, to them and what they thought success was or what they thought professionalism was or what they thought was good. I don't know about y'all, but I never gave a shit about society (laughs) or societal norms. First things first. So now let's talk about the professionalism and the degree versus the experience. Because this conversation really stresses me out. Now I am someone, yes, I went to college. I went to college because I wanted a different path for myself. I chose to go to college. I wasn't encouraged. I chose. So I went to college, yes. Finishing up my master's degree currently. I don't want to want, I no longer want to be part of the field. As you can see, I cannot stand the healthcare system. So, as I find myself in these organizations over and over, these nonprofit organizations throughout my career, it's like all of you people have the audacity to sit around a table and discuss things that you have no real life experience at. See, lucky for me, I actually have real life experience. I actually grew up in underprivileged areas. I actually lived the dynamics of the childhood traumas and the and growing up in the hood and all of the things that associate myself with associate with that. So to be in these rooms and have these conversations with people that are just so focused on the dollar signs or focused on the numbers stresses me out. And I'm telling you, I'm tired of it. I am so tired of it. I am tired of people who have no idea what it takes 
They know about they know about what goes on, but have no idea what it takes to be sitting here making decisions. And that's why I chose to set myself free because listen, I'm not working for nobody that don't understand. I promise you. I will gladly quit a job like it is nobody's business. What they say we that F that job generation? Yep, we sure is. I sure am. Because I've learned the value in time over money. These organizations and these professionals, you know, they want to talk to to people and heal them and help them. But then turn around and set them up. Then turn around and and it's not even genuine. It's not even it's not even authentic. And Anybody can say this is my personal opinion, but I can give you plenty of stories with plenty of professionals, but I'm not going to do that because we're taking high roads, only high vibrations. So when I say take things into your own hands, it doesn't matter how long somebody went to school. It doesn't matter how much they think they could fix you. It doesn't matter how much they think they know more than you, because guess what? Nine out of 10 times, these people have no real life experience. They're just basing their knowledge off of books and conversation and data. So when will we see it? When will we see the big top dogs coming down, dressing, dressing down and stepping into the community, having these conversations? When will we see that? Probably never until the system shifts. Until the hood starts to pay attention to what's going on. Until, until everybody starts to pay attention to what's going on in every single one of these systems. Every single system is interrelated. One affects the other, I assure you. Because if you're in the social world, if you're in poverty, living in an undeserved area, um, lack of education, low income. Now, of course... Not only your health's going to be affected, your education's going to be affected. You're probably going to be, at some point in your life, run into with the law. I can continue to go on because everything is interconnected. And I'm tired. I'm so tired of the conversations about. <laughs> I'm just so tired in general. I've reached that peak. So now it's time. And I do want to leave you with something. You know, we see everything that's happening in the news right now. We see everything that's happening in the world. Whether you choose to see it or not, it's happening. And I know there's a lot of fear. But I really want to tell you and be the one to remind you that fear is just another energy. It's another consciousness. Fear, only you can allow yourself to experience fear. So it's time to take that fear and turn it into passion. Turn it into strength. Turn it into spunk. Turn it into freedom. Because guess what? After today, now we really spin in the block. Because it's really time taking our health into our own hands, taking the hood into our own hands, and going from hood health to good health. So as always, I hope you continue to spin the block with me. Peace, blessings, opportunities. Super appreciate y'all. One love.